Hi, I'm Jackie Collins, author of Goddess of Vengeance, and you are going to be hearing me because I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond, so be sure to listen. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome once again to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 182, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we have a real legend with us. The legendary novelist Jackie Collins will be joining us, and she's going to be talking about her latest book, Goddess of Vengeance, which is filled with... uh, lust and and greed and uh, all that good stuff that she's got in her books all the time so you might want to check that out she's going to be talking with us you don't want to miss that and uh, that's coming up in just a few minutes right here at on screen to be on uh, i have a note here too that i want to pass along that david hess has passed away david of course was with last house on the left the original film and he was also the writer of speedy gonzalez and he was a past guest at on screen to be on he was in episode three and episode seven and uh, david has passed away and uh, he was a great guy and uh, you'll 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 hear that in the episodes if you listen to him. Episode three and episode seven, he talks about all his writing and his music and and all that stuff, his films and everything. So uh, uh, you might want to check that out. And uh, may David rest in peace. And I want to be sure to. Um, Remind you that you can go to onscreenandbeyond.com and check out the Book, Nook, and Things page at On Screen and Beyond. And with the holiday season coming up and you're looking for some things to buy for a friend or family or whatever, these are some books that we've had a chance to review or CDs or things like that and uh, give you some ideas. So you might want to check that out at onscreenandbeyond.com. Go to the Book, Nook, and we will you know, just go over there and we'll get an easy link for you to go purchase those if you'd like. And let's see, what else? Also check out our DVD review page and TV on DVD page, and you can get some uh, great uh, DVDs there, too. So check them out on ScreenBeyond.com. Well, why don't you say we check out Remake Madness next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness well director Ron Howard now says that the Arrested Development movie and a miniseries is in the works, and the comic book Charles Fort, a supernatural thriller, is headed to be remade onto the big screen uh, from director Robert Zemeckis. And Zorro is headed for another remake. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, upcoming movies. Upcoming movies, well, it looks like Johnny Depp is going to produce and possibly star in a biopic about Dr. Seuss. And you can look for Shia LaBeouf, Robert Redford, and Susan Sarandon to star in The Company You Keep in 2012. Redford is going to be directing the thriller. It's about a former activist on the run from a journalist. And Ian McShane, Ian McGregor, and Stanley Tucci will star in Jack the Giant Killer where men and giants have a long-standing treaty, and it's been broken when a princess is kidnapped. That's it for upcoming movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Sequel City, where we tell you what's coming your way as far as sequels. 
This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City, well... These aren't sequels, but uh, we figured we'd stick it in here. Uh, Disney plans to re-release in 3D Beauty and the Beast on January 12th, 2012. Finding Nemo on September 14th, 2012. Monsters, Inc. on January 18th, 2013. With a prequel, Monsters University, coming out on June 21st of 2013. And The Little Mermaid in September 13th. 2013. And look for Fast Five. Uh, it will be getting a sequel, and so will that sequel. Six and seven will be filmed back to back, and Anna Ferris says she is willing to do Scary Movie 5 if it's made. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, the Star Trek The Next Generation will be released on Blu-ray in 2012. In January, they will release a teaser with several episodes. And later in 2012, Season 1 will be coming your way. And on January 10th, look for Season 4 of Dennis the Menace to arrive on DVD. And Smallville, the complete series, and Smallville Season 10 fly into stores on November 29th. Next on On Screen to Be On... Movies on DVD. <laughs> Movies on DVD. Well, Cowboys and Aliens will fly into home video on December 6th. And look for Mr. Popper's Penguins as it comes to DVD and Blu-ray on December 6th also. And Kung Fu Panda 2 kicks its way into DVD and Blu-ray on December 13th. That is it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, I had a chance to sit down with the legendary... Jackie Collins. She's coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond is a writer who is known around the world for her steamy novels, movies, and miniseries, including Hollywood Wives and Lady Boss. She has sold over 400 million copies of her books, and her latest is Goddess of Vengeance. It's Jackie Collins. Jackie, it's a pleasure to have you on On Screen and Beyond. Well, I'm so happy to be here. Jackie, this book, there's such big buzz about it. <laughs> I know. It seems like every time I go into a bookstore, I always see your name. Oh, I like to hear that. across the, <laughs> the books and <laughs> This everything. is good. Well, I think why people are excited about Goddess of Vengeance is the fact that I've bought my character, Lucky Sant'Angelo, back. Mm -hmm. And she's such a popular character with my fans. They absolutely love her, and they always want to read about her. What do you think makes people want to get more and more and more about the same character? That's a very interesting question. I think that women love Lucky because she's strong. She's a very positive role model for women. You know, she, she does things her way. She says all the things they would like to say. They don't quite have the nerve to do it, but she does it for them. And uh, they like the fact that she, 
you know, she does it her way. And, and we like more strong women in books because we've uh, put up for so many years with women who just at the end of the book go, oh, you're going to marry me. Isn't that fabulous? <laughs> and Lucky would never do that. She's already married, actually, in, in Goddess of Vengeance because I have written seven books that have included her. So therefore, she's, you know, been through three husbands, actually, and uh, a murder or two, and uh, she's still going strong. <laughs> Now, with with Lucky, um, I mean, because there's been miniseries, uh, you know, movies about her and everything. Do you grow attached to those characters when you write them? Oh, I'm very attached to Lucky. I could never see her played on the screen by a, an actress that I didn't approve of. When I did, uh, I wrote 10 hours of primetime for NBC television. I wrote and produced Lady Boss and Lucky Chances. And in Lucky Chances, she was played by the gorgeous Nicolette Sheridan in a dark wig. And Nicolette was really great as Lucky. And here's a bit of trivia for you. Lucky's mother is murdered when she's four years old. And her mother, the beautiful Maria, 19-year-old Maria, was played by Sandra Bullock. Ah. So that was a good casting coup. <laughs> yes. And then in the second, uh, second story, it was Lady Boss, and she, Lucky was played by Kim Delaney. She made a good Lucky, too. Mm-hmm. Jeez. It, it, so, so you make sure that when they take the rights to your books to make a movie that you have say of who's going to play in, in those parts? Absolutely. Otherwise, I wouldn't sell them. I always have to be an executive producer and sometimes the writer. So on those two projects, I actually wrote them myself. It was a lot of work, but it was great fun, and I loved being on the set every day because I love working with actors. In fact, I should have that T-shirt that says, I want to direct. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought of doing that? I have thought of doing it, yes. And I, I produced a movie last year called Paris Connections. We shot in Paris. And I'm thinking that if we do another one, like Las Vegas Connections, I might be um, tempted to direct it myself. Wow, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I look forward to that. Yeah. Now, of course, you've had, like I say, 400 million books sold and everything. So, so you have a certain amount of power. Um, when you're on the set like that as an executive producer, is there a lot of uh, struggle to get what you want in there, or how does well, that work? you know, that's an interesting question because it depends on the director. And I've tried to hire directors that are very, um, and may, you know, that they don't mind me being two inches behind them all the time. Mm -hmm. But I did have one director, um, an actor came up to me and said, tell me what you think this, act, this uh, character's motivation is for this scene. And the actor... Um, was, you know, saying it very nicely to me because I did create the character right. and I'm producing the movie. And the director heard him and he went screaming mad. <laughs> I'm not going to say who he was, but he's screaming, I'm the director of this picture. You, if you have any questions about the characters, you ask me. Don't you dare ask her. Wow. So I thought that was a little off. Of course, I never hired him again. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the director has all the power. Once the movie is in production... The director has the power. Yes, you're an executive producer. Yes, you have line producers. But it's the director who's controlling that set. And, uh, you know, they know it, too. So they, they play all kinds of games. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of different stories about, yeah, <laughs> about the struggles. Yeah, exactly. I bet you have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's also so much fun. I mean, I write books. It's very solitary. I'm locked up writing most of the time. I write in longhand. It takes me nine months to write a book. And so it's very refreshing to get out and make a movie. Now, why do you do it uh, longhand? Is there a reason? or It's just... kind of organic for me. Mm -hmm. I, I feel that that's the way it should be. I don't think I could create characters and write all the things that I write if I was doing it on a computer. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
to me, a computer is kind of work in a way. You know, I do research on computers, and I'm on i, uh, you know, email and iPhoto and i iTunes all the time. I spend a lot of time on the computer, but that's work. To me, writing is a pleasure, and I think that's why people say to me, "Oh, I couldn't put your book down," and that's because when I'm writing it, I can't put my pen down. Does it go through a lot of uh, editing in the Not process? Not really. What you see is what you get. I write the book. I, I give it to my assistant at the end of the day. She puts it on the computer, and then she gives me back my typewritten pages the next morning, and I go over them, and I make further changes all in handwriting, and we go back and forth with a page about ten times. But it's very, very small little changes. It's like a tapestry. I add things, you know. Mm -hmm. So if I've got a very fast conversation going on, I might add um, you know, uh, he murmured, he said, she said, she looked, at, you know, those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. When you are finished with the book, you have this all handwritten. Do you just throw them? Or oh, you... no, absolutely not. That's say, my, that be... my favorite ritual <laughs> is taking it to the bookbinder, and I have all my handwritten pages bound in leather, and I love that. Wow. Those are my special treats to myself. So every book you, you've done, you have it? More, more or less, most of them, yes. Yeah, wow, that's... Uh be something that's a, quite a collection right there <laughs> it is yes 28 books <laughs> so, when you're on the set uh, or been in, in a film involved with a film have you ever after the film is all completed have you ever said to yourself well she would have never done that well not with my movies that i was producer on mm -hmm. uh, but when hollywood wives was produced by aaron spelling and i love aaron he was a great man and a great producer but I was only a creative consultant on that movie, and it taught me a lesson because we had an amazing cast of stars, everyone from Anthony Hopkins to Rod Steiger to wow. Stephanie Powers, Candice Bergen, Suzanne Somers, Angie Dickinson, and every single one of them was miscast. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing cast. I know. It was, oh, it was a fantastic cast, and, and uh, everybody loved the movie, and it was of its time. But I would have cast it differently. I would have had people who were more uh, appropriate for the roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he must have had a lot of connection with, with actors and, and wanted to bring certain ones in. I yeah, I think so. And I think it was very interesting because we really, you know, everybody was scared of the book because it had come out and been so outrageous. And, you know, all the Hollywood wives were running scared because they thought they were in it. So when Aaron <laughs> went to cast it, he got a lot of kind of a reaction of people who didn't really want to be in it. And then we cast Anthony Hopkins, and everything changed. Everybody wanted to be in it, well, and yeah. everybody was in it. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, if he's in a movie, you know it's... <laughs> yeah. Jeez. You mentioned uh, some of your, your, your books being a little scary to people <laughs> sometimes as far as, uh, you know, who are they talking about in the, in exactly. the, in the film. Exactly, Run, running scared, yeah. Right. Uh, you your first one, or one of your first books, uh, it was actually banned in certain places, wasn't it? That was The World is Full of Married Men, and it was banned in Australia, banned in South Africa, banned in Boston. And this was because my publisher said to me, well, you know, you've got to take out all the four-letter words, otherwise you'll be banned. So I took out all the four-letter words, and of course I was banned anyway. So, <laughs> But the book was hugely successful. It was about throwing the double standard on its side, and... Mm -hmm. uh, I think women reacted to it because they love the fact that I write strong women. Yeah, yeah. Gee. And then you, then after that, your next one was called The Stud. The Stud, which was based very much on the life that I was leading myself because my husband owned discotheques, 
So I was out every night, and, and we would have this club where the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Eric Clapton would hang out. And so, yeah, I, I based it on the guy that ran the place. Hmm. Now, now, all your characters, or, or I shouldn't say your characters, but your, your stories, do you take bits and pieces of, of what you see in real life and, and, and put them into your stories? Absolutely. I, I like to make them, you know, so that my readers will play the guessing game. So they will see a character and they'll think, ooh, who is this character now? You know, and they yeah. won't really know. They'll think they know, but they won't really know. And they love doing that. So I, I love creating that kind of uh, suspense for them. And Goddess of Vengeance, I know they're going to be playing the guessing game about who is the young movie star, Billy Molina. He's like a 30-something movie star, very hot, very now. And uh, I know that they're all thinking, hmm, is it a young Brad Pitt? Is it Ryan Gosling? Is it Ryan Reynolds? Who is it? Who is it? Yeah. But I will not tell. Does it, that reminds me of the song that um, Carly Simon wrote. Oh, yes, You're So Vain. Right. Everybody's wondering, you know, well, who was that really about? <laughs> I know. Well, I had a book called, well, we mentioned it just now, The Stud, mm -hmm. and every guy in Hollywood thought it was based on him. Yeah, they were hoping it was them, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so is there anything that you've ever uh, heard about and you haven't put in your books because you said, I, I can't even do that? <laughs> well, I wrote a book called Rockstar, and all the rock stars were giving me like all these outrageous stories. And one of them told me about how he was out on a boat with triplets uh, on Chicago, <laughs> and uh, he told me in great detail. And I did write it into the book, but I made it twins. And then when I bumped into him a few months later, he goes, why didn't you take out the triplet? I said, because nobody would have believed it. <laughs> so I, I sometimes do have to tone real life down. Wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, and this is a tough question. You know, I probably shouldn't even ask it, but you've written so many books. Is there any one of them that, in particular, that really you? I don't know how to say this. You know, it's, I love it's, beyond it's all of the them. best. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say best because you no, know, they're, so, they're all good. <laughs> Obviously, I would say Goddess of Vengeance, but I have to say that my, the, the 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 book that has the, the largest place in my heart is Chances, which was the mm -hmm. beginning of the Sant'Angelo saga. And it was a very ambitious book. I always called it my early Harold Robbins because um, Gino Santangelo comes to America at the beginning of the last century, and he's age 13, so he grows up in the book. And we go through Prohibition. We go through the beginning of Vegas. We go through Vietnam. We go through his prison years, his various girlfriends, his marriage. And running alongside his story is the story of an African-American family Carrie, who I based on very much uh, Billie Holiday's early days, and Carrie has this son who turns out during the course of the book to be Lucky's um, half-brother. Interesting. So it was a story of two families, and Carrie, from nothing, from poverty, became one of the biggest society women in New York. So it's a, a saga, a real saga, and that's the beginning of the Sant'Angelo family. In Chances, Lucky is born, so that's where she started. Yeah. 
how do you keep coming up with so many ideas of different stories and and just keep i mean all these great books just keep flowing out it's what i do you know i have a passion for it i think i was given the gift of storytelling mm-hmm. and i love telling stories i love creating characters it's 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 just something that really comes very naturally to me i think if it was a hundred years ago we'd all be sitting around a campfire and i'd be saying let me tell you a story <laughs> <laughs> Now, have you ever um, thought of tr- trying a different style, not, not style, but uh, genre of, of writing? Well, I am doing the Lucky Sant'Angelo cookbook, so that's going to be somewhat different. But no, I like the kind of books I write. They're all very different. You know, people go, right. oh, well, yeah. you've got the, you know, the theme. There's no theme. You know, Rockstar was about the music world. Yeah. American Star was about a young couple in the Midwest who rise to become quite rich and famous. Uh, but 200 pages into the book, they're still in the Midwest, so that's a very different book. Then there's my Sant'Angelo books, which are really crime novels in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the Hollywood books, Hollywood Kids, Hollywood Husbands, Hollywood Wives. And then there's the one-offs, like Thrill. And then the Madison Costelli books, which is Lethal Seduction and uh, uh, L.A. Connections and those kind of books. So everything I write, to me, is very different. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's just <laughs> Now, um, are you going to continue with the story of, uh, of Lucky? or Yes, I am, but not in the next book. The next book I've already started, and it's called The Power Trip, and that's uh, taking place with all new characters. Then after that, I'm kind of planning on writing an autobiography, which I think would be interesting, because I've always kept my private life kind of private. Yeah. And there's, you know, lots of things I can talk about that I think will either help people or give people um, hope and, you know, that they can do anything, because... You know, I'm a school dropout. I dropped out of school at 15, and now 28 New York Times bestsellers later, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) And so you're planning ahead for the next book and the next book after that. and and Yeah, and I've written a play called Hollywood Lies that will come out next year. Ah. Um, I think it's going to travel across America, which will be fun. And yes, uh, that and the cookbook and the new book. Yeah, I'm. Other than that, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then after all of that, there'll come another lucky book. Yeah. So uh, this play, uh, are you going to be involved with the actual putting on of the play, or are you? Well, I'll certainly be involved with the casting. Yeah. And I'll certainly go to the opening night and, and be there and, and give my notes and everything. Right. But you know, doing a play is completely different from anything I've done before. So. Um, it's going to be an interesting experiment. But I think it's a, a, a fun play. It's, it's set in Hollywood, one set, and the set has a swimming pool in it. So I think that's going to really blow people's minds because you can really do anything on the stage today. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it's about a, a young girl who goes, uh, you know, a young pop singer who goes into rehab and comes out and finds her mother has taken over her life and everything about her life and what had the struggle and how she tries to get it back. And then her boyfriend comes back and... He ends up getting murdered and floating in the family swimming pool. So it's kind of Jackie Collins meets Agatha Christie. Jeez, hmm. <laughs> and, and and pop star, uh, female pop star going into rehab. That's that's that could leave it open to a lot of, of different people. It certainly could, couldn't it? It certainly could. <laughs> and uh, it was interesting character to write. I have to tell you that because I had so much to draw on. Hmm. You'll and have mother, everybody shaking. The mother is the the dream role for an actress. We did a reading in Los Angeles, and Brenda Strong, the actress from Desperate Housewives... Yes, the voice, yeah. Yes. 
she read the mother and she has been you know calling ever since saying when are you going to do this play i have to i have to play that role wow it's the perfect role for an actress in her 40s just perfect yeah so in your mind now do you already have uh, without naming names or anything, do you already have people that you say, oh, this person would be perfect for this Oh, role. yeah. You know who I think would be great for the mother is Susan Lucci. Oh, yes. Yeah, because she's out of a job now. Right. And she would be <laughs> she... perfect. Yeah, because it's a, a very dramatic, very over-the-top role and so much fun. Mm -hmm. The play, I want people to come to the play and I want them to leave smiling, you know. I want them to have a good time with it. Yeah. There's mystery in the second half. There's glamour in the first half. And I think they will have a good time with it. Well, I think that's that's got a lot to do with all your books. There's not just, you know, there's everything in it, like you say. Yeah, yeah just, so there's something for everyone. Right. Well, when I write my books, there's something for everyone because I write, you know, all different sizes, colors, sexual orientation, fat, thin, black, white, whatever. I write the world that I see. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot of very young readers. They come to me on my Twitter account, uh, Jackie J. Collins on Twitter, mm -hmm. and they, you know, say, what's happening? We want to read the next book. I never read a book before, and they're really fun, and I love your books, and I'm going back to read everything. So it really is a lovely input. I mean, my readers range in age from 15 to 90. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I cover the waterfront. Yes. <laughs> I understand that you are somewhat of a TV junkie. Oh, social true? TV junkie. You are. <laughs> yes, I, I'm absolutely longing to catch up on everything that started because I've been on a book tour, so I haven't been able to catch up, but I've TV'd everything. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, I'm currently loving Dexter, of course, mm -hmm. and Breaking Bad, which is a wonderful show. And then I think Two, Break, Two Broke Girls, that's a good new show. Yeah. It's very funny, very amusing. Two and a Half Men, of course, I think Ashton is great in it. Yeah. And uh, he fills the gap nicely. And then there's the reality shows, which sometimes can be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you like the more reality shows, like the the competition ones, or the the ones where the housewives are yelling at each other and screaming? Yeah, I'm I, I'm sorry to say, the housewives yelling at each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Snooky and gang. Yeah, they're more entertaining to me because and, and Big Brother. I love Big Brother. Uh huh. And Dancing with the Stars, of course, and The X Factor. I don't know how I have time to watch all this, but somehow or other I manage it. But I like to watch real people doing real things. Mm -hmm. And competitions, it's, you know, it's who's going to get eliminated, and I'm not really interested in that. Yeah. You mentioned Dancing with the Stars. Would you ever do Dancing with the Stars? I was asked to do Dancing oh, with the really? Stars, and I gave them a resounding no. <laughs> Why? It's not my kind of deal. I, I would hate to do that. Uh, you know, strangely enough, although I go out and I do all this publicity for my books, I'm not fond of being the center of attention. Uh, and on Dancing with the Stars, you are totally the center of attention. And, and one thing with that show is that they, uh, I mean, it's, it's really popularity. I mean, because just recently they've eliminated somebody who was one of the better dancers. Yes, because she's not very well known. Right. I yeah. mean, only the only people who knew her were the people who watched The Hills. Yeah. And so, you know, she got uh, she got voted off, whereas... Other dancers on there who are much, much worse than she was oh, yeah. are going to stay on there for, you know, right until the end. It's not really, as you said, it's not really a dancing competition. It's a popularity competition. Yeah, yeah. Once it becomes in the hands of the voting, it's, 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 it's like you say, whoever exactly. knows. Exactly. And we all know that China Phillips is going to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll be interesting to see if your your prediction comes I, true. My predictions are usually right. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> so we'll talk again when we find out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
uh, I wanted to I want to finish up here with just uh, two two questions. Well, sure. and we sort of answered this one, the first one, but uh, as far as TV, what are your favorite TV shows of all time? I know you mentioned Dexter and the, the more recent ones, but is there one that's a, a more favorite of uh, of all time? Well, of course, I loved Seinfeld. I thought it was an amazing show, so incredibly funny. And, and he is such a talented man, Jerry Seinfeld. And um, I loved Oz. Oz was one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a great show. Did you ever watch that? Yes, Up, yeah. Prison? Yeah. yeah. And uh, The Wire was a fantastic show. Loved that. There's so many good shows on television, much better than the movies. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Now, now what about movies? That's my other question. What's your favorite movies of all time? Well, I would have to say The Godfather 1 and 2. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I try to re-watch watch them every year because I think Al Pacino was so fantastic as Michael Corleone. And I just thought that they were really kind of so well-directed. Did not like 3. Nobody liked 3. But Godfather 1 and 2, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of acting, you did start as an actress, right, before you wrote any books? No, I was always an out-of-work writer oh, okay. who was doing <laughs> acting to kill time and make some money. <laughs> I did do a lot of movies, though, but I was always the Italian girl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I did things like The Saints with Roger Moore and those kind yeah. of things. And it was fun, but I was a teenager, and I didn't want to have that career. It was not in my sights. What was in my sights was writing books. And it was very interesting for me, though, because it, it showed me exactly what goes on both sides of the camera. Yeah, yeah. Now, with with the acting part, how old were you when you first started your first acting job? Oh, I think I was, you know, I was expelled from school when I was 15, and then my father sent me out on the road with a variety show. I was kind of the Ryan Seacrest of the variety show. <laughs> okay. I would I would introduce all the acts, and there I was, like, you know, just about to be 16 and, and introducing all these acts across England. So I, I guess you could call that acting in a way. And then I did a few plays, and I was in repertory. Then I did a few movies, and, and then I said, no, enough is enough. And I stopped doing that, and I started to write. Is there something that uh, made you want to write uh, that, you know, sort of... Well, I felt as an actress, you know, I wasn't a bad-looking teenager, and they always had me posing on the beach in a bikini (laughs) for some movie that, you know, I was in this movie called Barnacle Bill with Alec Guinness, and I had to teach him to rock and roll. Now, Alec Guinness was a very slight man, and you can imagine he had to throw me over his shoulder. It wasn't pretty. (laughs) And we were on location for three months, and most of those three months I spent on the beach posing for pin-up pictures in bikinis, mm-hmm. all of which I hope have been destroyed. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post one one of these days. That'll be funny. Yeah, and, and since you're talking about that, what's your website that people can go to to find out more? Oh, my website is JackieCollins.com, and it's a very, very extensive website. You can go to my movies there, all the movies I've produced, and you've, I've got lots and lots of stills from all the movies and some film clips. And then uh, all my books are there with the English covers and the American covers. And I do blogs occasionally. So it's a very extensive website. And I also have Blast from the Past, which is uh, television appearances that I've done over the years. For instance, with Merv Griffin, with Larry King, with Johnny Carson. So they're kind of fun wow. to look at. Mm-hmm. And then on Twitter, I'm Jackie J. Collins. And uh, I have a Facebook page where I have over 100,000 uh, fans. So that's nice. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how, how you have time for everything. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That's the problem. 
Well, Jackie, I want to thank you so much, and I wish you the best with uh, Goddess of Vengeance, which which I, I'm sure I don't have to tell you. <laughs> but <laughs> well, it's already on the New York Times bestseller list, so right. I'm happy yes. about that. Yeah. And uh, thank you for talking to me today. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Jackie Collins, what a fascinating guest. I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us. Check out her latest book, Goddess of Vengeance. You can go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Right on the front page there, we have a link where you can get her book. Go out and see what it's all about and everything. And uh, it's a great book. Jackie Collins, of course, uh, filled with lust and, and greed and, and vengeance and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> that makes reading interesting. So uh, you want to check that out, go to onscreenandbeyond.com. And we are heading to the end of this episode of On Screen to Beyond, but I want to thank you all for sending emails uh, this past week. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, you can contact me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com if you'd like. Be sure to tell your friends about the show. They may have some people out of the 182 guests we've had. There's bound to be somebody that they'll enjoy listening to. And uh, also like us on Facebook if you get a chance. Just go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Right down at the bottom of the first page, you can click right there and you can get right to our Facebook page. That's about it. That's a wrap for this week's show. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 